Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, I am Victor Martin. I'm Nick McCann. And Ryan. So we got two movies. As always, um, we have the first one, which is called Sitting Target from the year... 1972. Hell yeah. And we also have Living in Oblivion, which... 95? 95. 1995. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. um, Which one do we want to talk about first? Uh, I should probably discuss that. I, th- it's actually kind of a tough pick. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to talk about these films. Maybe Hold just... on, let's flip a coin. I oh yeah, there we go. Do we have coins? Okay, we got. All right, gentlemen, listeners, heads or tails. That's an awful suggestion. <laughs> you want head? Okay, we want head. Which one's head? Wait, tails. Which I, one's which? I don't know. Let's do it again. Well, let's, okay. okay, so how about head is sitting target? Head sitting target. Tales again. Okay. Living in Oblivion, Living it Oblivion. is. You want to break us down with a synopsis, Nick? I'll break us down best I can. Living in Oblivion tells the story of an indie film crew in the 90s. It's not that it's a period film that was made in the 90s, but it's a 90s film crew. Uh, we follow a director named Nick, of all people. He's an up-and-coming rookie director trying to make his passion project film with a very dysfunctional film crew. Uh, he's... That's pretty much it. It's just kind of That's like it. it's just kind yeah. of a, a day on set yeah. with the most dysfunctional film crew ever. And talking about dysfunctional, the uh, opening shot—not the opening shot, but the opening scene—they attempt to shoot. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Everything went wrong. Yeah. That all of it. This movie, I think, is near perfection for me, both as an actual filmmaker who's been on sets a bit, and just and in a general entertainer. This film. Is so funny and so just a lot of fun, I feel. I didn't get as much comedy out of it. No? I saw it more as like, not spiteful, but more as like an I'm upset with this comment more than like an objective comical look at filmmaking. Yeah. It was more like complaints than like, this is kind of a funny thing. What do you mean by complaints? As in like, the characters are complaining or... Like, the writer was complaining when they wrote it. Almost oh. like... Like, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah. But I think... Like, in terms of, like... It's a, it's like almost like a pseudo-mockumentary, where it's, like, kind of a fake documentary, the way it's shot, but not in the way that you would think of, like, a Spinal Tap. Uh-huh. Mm. And that's kind of where I... Like, where I come from, I'm like, Spinal Tap, funny commentary on, like, band life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Living in Oblivion is, like, to me at least, a less funny comment on filmmaking and more of like just like an objective like this is tough yeah mm. it's kind of satirical i mean it's very satirical it's it's, it's dark s- satire yeah because yeah. i mean everything is so uh i'm sure i mean we've all been on film sets and it's like god there are so many moments i was yeah. like dude i've seen this <laughs> the, this movie did capture set life i feel pretty good yes yeah, or at so, least as far as like an exaggerated semi-satirical look of it it, it and it it's was got mostly the like the, the the more of the downs of yeah, the filmmaking process more than the ups i think that's what it is they folk not only do they focus on the downs they didn't try to make them funny they oh, just okay. were like this kind of sucks in filmmaking so we're gonna show that yeah in, okay. and in that i think it's very hilarious um, uh 
I, or at least I think it is because I'm slightly cynical about these sort of things because I've been on a lot of passion project sets and everyone's always like, well, no, this shot, it's really going to emphasize the mood of the character or and, uh, we get this light in here, just beam it down on the cutes, stuff like that. I'm, I'm just the guy below the line who's just just kind of smirking and just chuckling under my breath like these fucking jackasses. Uh, What's wrong with that? Though? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all, but. And, and from that viewpoint, it's very hilarious. Mm-hmm. And even as a gen, and even like if you were just like a general movie goer, movie viewer, movie lover, uh, just watching this whole thing unravel, you can really you can kind of see the comedy and like like you feel this is every possible bad situation that could happen, and it just keeps happening one after the other to mm-hmm. these characters, and they're trying to do some good, but just the. It just keeps it just keeps happening, and you just can't help but laugh at it. It's I will like, say the two things that really got me laughing was the director's meaningless advice that he kept giving. Yeah. Yes, every time someone go, all right, just keep doing what you're doing. Right, I'm like dude, doing this great. is every director. It is hilarious. I loved the acting in this movie. Oh, all so the good. whole cast were just firing. That's so weird to hear. I love the acting. The cast was great. I was like, what? And I'm like, oh, wait, the cast in the movie, the cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like Steve Buscemi as the director, Nick. Dude, uh, I love him. This is one of my favorite roles I think I've ever seen. I think so for me, too. It was good. He was so great. Like, he's he's earnest, and he's also just, I I don't know, I guess in that, I guess in your view, semi-condescending, because it's meaningless advice. Well, it's almost like amateur advice more than anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's sure. Like, he, he's the young like, director. All right. I want you to take the lines and do your best with them. You, you're doing great. <laughs> yes. I'm like, dude, that's worthless. Yeah, yeah like, uh, just like Super that, keep funny. it going. We're almost there. We got. Don't say keep it coming. You don't, you don't just say that. Or at least that's how I was taught. Don't just say, just like that. Just do it again. Just, no. That's a big no. Yeah. And Buscemi killed it in that respect. <laughs> Did you guys like the structure of the film? How ninety percent of it was a dream. I, that was a trip, and I really and like I that. Was it. strange, yeah. But okay. it, it was strange in a good way for me. Yeah, yeah. It was a good strange. <laughs> it, it, it did add. Sure. It added on to the uh, kind of the how overblown and just out of control nature of it. Yeah. Sort of thing. For the listeners who haven't seen the film, it starts off with. Um, uh, it seems like what we're watching is actually happening. It's a, a day on set, and they're going through a scene. And then after the scene's over, you realize it's actually a dream. And it does this multiple times throughout the film for different characters. Yeah. Right. Um, kind of at, like... At first, I was a little like, oh. But, I was disappointed at first. Yeah, like, just because I was like, I wanted to big. watch more of that. But you literally see more of that scene uh, in d- different times throughout the film. I that did kind of help me because I got really bored of the soundstage, like extremely oh, bored of the really? location. Huh, yeah, man. I think it's just because it's like you, I, oh, just location in general. Yeah, I was just oh, like, okay. this is a soundstage. Well, yeah, still, I mean, I'm over here wondering what the hell movie they were filming with those backdrops. It's, it's such a weird thing yeah. going on here. But like I think the red room. The red room, the the, the, the apart, dwarf. the apart, the, the oh, it's just a dream because the there's window, a dwarf in it. The window's kind of like just put good. a fucking dwarf in it. <laughs> Peter Dink- Peter Dinklage <laughs> was so fucking funny in that scene. Yeah, Dude, so great. Last time, get a stool in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I li- I like the structure of this film. Uh, the the whole 
how it dips in and out of dreams. Kind of kind of throwing for a loop, but it's really funny. I will say, uh, like my, I think my one nitpick with the movie is that it starts off with like a really great scene that could be its own short film. Oh yeah, and then there's sure. the rest of the movie behind like the it. Actual opening. Well, the whole opening segment up until up until it actually like is the set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it could easily have been a short film in that first twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah. But I. But it's not a knock on the movie because the rest of it is really funny. But just that first whole – that whole first act is so incredible. my favorite. For yeah, sure. It was absolutely. my favorite part. I think the dream thing did actually get me because when I uh-huh. think – the first act definitely is my favorite. Yeah, it was just so solid and you didn't know what kind of – if it was hiding anything. It was just like this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think the first act was probably – where it shined the most just that yeah. that where everything goes wrong it just cracked me up it really did yeah, yeah it's i just, love the hey, stress Bob! on the set too and just how it's slowly just everyone's they're into it and then it's just slowly like okay everyone's starting uh, to yell at each other yeah and hey, mad Bob! And... hey Bob! where's wolf <laughs> oh god okay I'll be there to... <laughs> starts puking again Der- dermot mulroney as wolf the cinematographer the Fucking funny. Yeah. I he loved it. I like him. Yeah, just... From oh, the moment, man. I was just like, this guy's the biggest pompous ass I've ever seen. Yeah, the and beret. I yeah. And then an a eye beret patch and an eye patch. A le- leather, leather vest. Yeah, the cinematographer with an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> what was better, him or the boom op? Oh, <laughs> oh dude, the boom op. Oh, and then my big fat Greek wedding. Less. For the actress, the lead actress. Catherine Kinnear? Oh, she's in that. Oh, was she? Okay. I believe so. I didn't... I. I no, you're wrong. My family. I am? Yes. Really? Yeah. No. Catherine Kinnear. Positive that was her. No. Catherine Kinnear. Sim- similar. Similar face structure. Kind of ish. Uh, less Greek. Is that demonetized? I Bro, think. that was racist. Son of a bitch. No, Catherine. Dang, K- that looks just yeah. like her. That's stupid. It's okay. Nick yeah. got something wrong last time. Yeah, I did. Uh, oh yeah, was it? Never mind. Uh, yeah, Catherine Kinnear. Get out. The early days. Uh, Earlier days, she was great too. That I was like three years ago. <laughs> no, like between Oblivion and Get Out. Oh, you're talking about Oblivion is earlier. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, right. Okay, okay. I'm stupid, guys. Anyways, Catherine Kinnear, I liked her character too. So, because mm-hmm. uh, I like the gag where they just keep referring to her as like, "I loved you in that Richard Gere movie." Yeah, yeah the shower scene. Because I think that actually that happened to me once on set. I remember uh, we were shooting a film. There was a, we had our lead actress and. I noticed she was wearing a Z Nation sweatshirt because she was a guest star on oh, Z Nation. Yeah. And I was like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I noticed you had a Z Nation sweatshirt on. And it wasn't, wasn't that obnoxious. Right, right. Obs- but still, just, I feel it. That's another thing. This movie was – I felt this movie was really relatable Dude, to me. the chemistry between all the characters and, and the departments. Uh, fantastic. Good Lord. The moment they – from the moment – the scene starts up during a 4 a.m. call time, oh. complaining, about, <laughs> complaining about coffee, yeah. setting up stingers in a 5K. I'm just like, I need to get back on set Dude, I, right that's, fucking that, now. That's exactly what the movie made me feel. I'm like, I need to make more movies. I, I need at, to be on set. I felt at home yeah. with this. This is great. This is great. Uh, the guy who played Chad, the lead actor. Oh, my God. I've never wanted to punch. I haven't I wanted to punch so a guy. Just, like, just want to bury him six feet deep. <laughs> I've never been that irritated with like a character before. I was just like, oh my we've God. never spent so much time visualizing curb stomping. 
Jeez. Just like your worst nightmare as a director is to have an actor like that. <laughs> Wait, hold it, stop. God, what is it, Chad? Uh, what if we tried this one thing? Just here's an idea. Dude, I love his them. ideas for blocking. Hilarious. <laughs> They're so awkward. <laughs> They're so awkward. I have to turn my head fully around to see him, and I can't. And it just seems awkward to <laughs> oh, me. Oh, man. Too funny. <laughs> Jeez Louise. It was... I... Yeah. I also liked the, uh, the grip, who was... Uh, yeah. Is, the, the was he the one pass, trying to pass the script? Dude. <laughs> On, exactly on, a, on, a sh- on one of a short we were on, there was a guy that was the grip, and he had a script that he was talking about, and it reminded me exactly. There's always a guy on set that has a script. Yeah, always, always. And he, oh, that just cracked me up. Him with him with the uh, smoke machine. They're Dude, just yeah. like, where do you think the oil goes? <laughs> like, gas nose, and then Dinklage is the background, Dude. just like. Yeah, and then when he finally gets on the stage, Dinklage gets on the stage with the apple. The yeah, she's going off. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, I think this this movie really has really nails all the nuances because I was picking out all the moments that happened in this movie, and I was relating them to all my different onset experiences, trying to pass scripts off to p- above line people. Yeah. Uh, freaking! Uh, I just had the moment. It was. Uh, shit. Oh yeah, like uh, all the all the personal relationships they try to form on set. There's like, the burp. There it is. <laughs> there's the burp. Uh, Oopie boopy. All the personal relationships they try to form, namely like when Nick wrote the part specifically for Catherine Kinnear's right. character. Mm-hmm. It's like I thought about doing that at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, that's what it really does, though. More than like, at least for me, more than being funny, it just nails being on a film set so well. Yeah, it does that. I think that's why I was not laughing as much. I was just watching. I'm like, I've done this. Right. Yeah. I've been there. I'm just like relating like nostalgically more than like yeah. humorous. Okay. I'm yeah. like, oh, I remember this. Right. Yeah. And I was that, but I was extra giddy about it too. Because nostalgia makes me giddy sometimes. I'm one of those people. I get quiet and I'm like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> okay. Oh, I remember yeah. I, oh, God. Wanda, the first AD. <laughs> where the hell? Where the fuck is the lockup? What's dude, going on? <laughs> if that isn't every like, dude, if that isn't every first AD that of all every time, Macy, just on, yeah, Macy, <laughs> just on the verge of like becoming volcanic and exploding. <laughs> Everyone is on the chopping block and just oh man, like when the dude missed focus that one oh. was the first oh. thing even yeah. if it was one time this is the last time you're gonna work in this industry <laughs> it was snap oh, was so funny he, first ad is yeah they bark yeah the f- focus polar two is really funny that guy is in in dude every movie i see him in he's really what funny. else has been in he's been in he was on grounded for life the tv show he, i've only seen him in this movie yeah okay he was also in unstoppable he's in bad boys he's a character actor he's been okay. around but yeah, he he was funny. He looked like Hyde from that '70s show. But if he got a career, <laughs> just, he he, he no, nailed it. No. He nailed his part. All the characters really, all the cast really nailed their parts. And they each got their time. own like decent amount of time too for yeah for yeah comedy or just growth. Yeah. Even the driver, the guy driving people to oh, sets. Yeah. He dude, was the funny. first time he spoke, it reminded me of Josh. <laughs> there was something about his voice. We're just gonna, our, our friend Josh. We're gonna name drop all our friends. We're just name one video. Filmmakers. So, um, sorry about that. That was just a random thought, but yeah, I, I talked over that. Can you? Uh, nope. No. Okay. Yeah, I, I. I'm really excited. I'm just <laughs> like, and as far as like, when 
how do I explain that? As far as you saying the cast is well acted, mm -hmm. the cast behind the actual film, Living in Oblivion, this is from a technical standpoint really well shot. I it, agree. Oh, yeah, that's the really camera work. Well made movie. I agree. Yeah, black and white and color in and out when they're mm -hmm. shooting takes. Creatively shot. Creatively shot. Very inspired. Yeah, even the things out of the out of the stuff they were shooting, I was just like, wow. Yeah, it this looks, looks good. This is really nicely yeah, shot. Yeah. yeah, scream nineties. Absolutely, I love yeah. it. Scream in New 90s. York. Oh man, uh, I only oh, took this job because you because you said you were tight with Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say Mr. Pink is tight with Quentin a little bit. You know, uh, a little bit, kind of. What? Oh well. Have you not seen Reservoir Dogs? No, I have. I wonder if that was a direct. Mm, I think it's a. I Probably think it was a little, coincidence. Might have been a coincidence. A little homage, maybe. Big, big coincidence. Uh yeah, well shot. I I even like like the grain effect. Like it, it, of course it was shot. Wait, what on was Reservoir Dogs? It was shot on film. When was Reservoir Dogs filmed? Ninety two. Oh, yeah. Before. Three years before. Right. Yeah, like the camera camera work is really good. I I like the I, I, this is like a grainy looking movie, and I liked it a lot. Nineties, 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 nineties. Got good grain. I like the grain. Got good grain, mommy. You look good. This grain look mommy. tastes good. Mm. Awkward ASMR. Um, uh, what else can we say about this movie? It's just I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a really likable movie. I, I don't know. I wonder if people who don't make films or have never been on set i wonder if i mean i'm sure it's still enjoyable but i, I wonder like uh, I, i'm sure yeah, i bet a lot of it doesn't land probably right. a lot of the subtle stuff does not land yeah, None of the subtle a lot stuff, of it's but, kind of like in jokes you kind of got to be yeah like just for that the actors just complain this is my last low budget and right. it's like yeah i bet yeah like, come on and i'm yeah. but i'm sure too like people who haven't they can probably understand that this is all just like yeah. More the more pronounced stuff, want it. the more pronounced stuff. I think people will get. Yeah. General people will get, mm -hmm. like all the, like all the deals that ruin the takes and all that jazz. <laughs> mm -hmm. And love, oh, love that reminds stuff. me. Speaking of ruining the takes, at the start, I do the start. It's the whole first act. I love the most. Yes. But the bit where the car drives by playing music. <laughs> oh, dude. It's not that that got me. It's the director trying to make the situation better. Man, he should just have six speakers behind his car at all times, am I right? <laughs> and everyone's just like, you don't need to make a joke when yeah. waiting. I know. trying to keep the set happy and lighthearted. Oh, that's, Even yeah, the that's awkward cool. bits so are, are incredible. Even the awkward bits are really good. good. Yeah. Yeah, this is just a really likable movie. I'm, I'm really happy. That I watched this one, and I like the end too. It ended <gasps> the, ending. the ending. The ending. Phenomenal. I love that they used the room tone to kind of like that was. Oh, wait, wait, everyone, shut up! <laughs> we I gotta get room tone. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be one more joke because yeah. they put such an emphasis on the ticking. Yes, I thought we were gonna get like they go to the editing room. Yeah, and all the sound is just <laughs> right. Gonna, but it was great, also, what the director was imagining. Yes. The, we have a new category. The yeah. best movie ever made by a human. I was like, <laughs> a golden apple. Yeah. And, and the, he snaps himself out of his dream and almost blows the yeah, room yeah. tone take. Mm -hmm. Just a little thing like that. Just standing there daydreaming. <laughs> and, I, and I love how he gets out of his like lowest point, too, with the mom coming on to set and yeah. like, fixing all of it. Oh, God. Essentially. Yeah. It all just came together right there. 
he got to shoot handheld. We didn't need the fog. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good moment. I really enjoyed that. That part. was so heartwarming, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, at, at least from the filmmaker's point of view, we've all been there. It's been going to hell all day. And then that one moment just epitomizes uh, everything. It, all. it fixes it. Just that's fixes you it. You just got to roll with the punches sometimes. You just got to roll with it. That, that's such a great message. I, I love that. You just got to roll with it. Yeah. They nailed the film set, life. They oh, yeah. really did. But I'm I'm really happy we watched this. Yeah. yeah, me too. I was laughing the entire way. Yeah. Incredible. Living in oblivion. Living in oblivion. A good one. Yeah. Anything else, y'all? Uh, nope. No, nothing except uh, if you hear this around your film classes, take your friends or colleagues' word on it. Yeah. It's, it certainly was going around my circle. If, you're, if you like making movies or interested in film, you just... I think this is a must. It's essential, I think. This yeah. is probably. I think I would say this is a must. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. What would you guys rate it? Um, I'm gonna go four and a half and a big old heart. Big yeah. old love. I'm gonna hit it with a solid four. Because I didn't. I don't know why. I just did not get as much comedy as I was expecting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a second view. Uh, I would watch it again. Cool. I. I think I'm gonna go with four and a half. It, yeah, I, yeah. I was pretty darn happy with it. It was hilarious. It was relatable, cringy, cringe-inducing at times, just because of way. how in a good in way, the, right? In because the best you're just way. like in, in a very entertaining way. So, great movie. So, since it's a a bad movie, what would you guys rate it on the bad? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, a two. A so go two. go check it out. It's on Prime. Wait, it's on Prime. No, no it's, it's yes, an, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, on, yes. As of it. this recording, it's on your Prime. It's in your local video store. Your friend has it. It's Borrow it from him. It's, it's up your butt. butt. Next Just, movie we got is Sitting Target. Yeah, break, oh break it down, Nick. This, this is, is my this is my doing here. So, Sitting Target follows criminal Harry. He gets a visit from his wife in prison. And she basically tells him she's had it. She can't wait any longer for him to release. So she asks for divorce on the spot and tells him she's pregnant with his baby. So now him, him, him and his good old friend, Bertie, they mount up an escape plan, get out of prison and set out on a, on a quest of vengeance after this, wo- after this no good, wo- dirty woman. And it's some great 70s grit. This is such a good '70s movie. I loved yeah. it. Like I loved it too. The se- just the '70s style action was like, oh, the how is this is one of the better ones. <laughs> it is. It I'm and I've surprised. never heard of it. I know. Same. What the heck? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I was just looking through. Like I was on a, I was on an Ian McShane kick one day, and I was looking through. As his, we all are. As we all are. I was looking through his filmography, and there was this one with a really badass sounding title: "Sitting Target." And I see that poster, Oliver Reed aiming his Mauser handgun with the, with the grit teeth and low eyebrows. He's looking very mean. And I was like, okay, I want to find this. Yeah. And I need to watch this. Did it meet your expectations? It really did. This is some, this is like, this is like, I wouldn't say, okay, I, first rate 70s action revenge thrills. Yeah. That's, that's what I say. I was pretty damn surprised. Me too. I, I don't. Yeah, it, it was, was not really compelling. It was. Yeah. I uh wow. Yeah, from yeah. the from the opening uh opening I love title, the opening. Right from the opening title sequence when he's working out in his prison cell and it's just cameras Dude, glossing. The opening had great world building. It yes. did, man. Yeah. And the camera work 
the camera work in this whole movie. The whole freaking movie. It's so energetic. I loved it. New angles every other time. Uh, Shot choices. Great close-ups. Great close-ups. I think my favorite shot moment or one of them was the split diameter split diameter uh it has to be split diameter maybe uh, i don't remember exactly what scene that there would have been so many of those it was it was, just, it was the scene between him and his wife <gasps> okay yeah that was my favorite yeah visually it was visually just like oh the way they play with reflections <laughs> yes. with the uh the, with the in, in the, the visitor blinds. with visitor ward and the lines it the, was really creative for yeah. early 70s like 72 yeah. it's crazy huh? yeah it, oh my god yeah and visuals it, were great. Yeah. Lighting was, yeah, uh, contrast and highlight really well. Yes, it's visually, it's visually very appealing and just really, really mean, really raw, very gritty. It's what you want out of this era in filmmaking. I don't think I've seen too many films where with an antihero. I, I can't yeah. think of too many I've seen where. I mean, I, I know I have seen, but I wasn't expecting. To follow such a, a vicious and and uh, yeah. vicious character, Oliver Reed is intense in this He's movie. Yeah, great lead. The guy is a the guy is a straight beast. You, you one look at him and you don't want to look at him again. Who's scarier, Nick, him or Bronson? Oh, like Charles, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson or Tom Hardy Bronson. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Uh, no, Charles Bronson looks like uh, he might want to invite me for tea. Yeah, Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed want to bust a beer bottle over my head. <laughs> yeah, he has that like not crazy, but he has that like controlled, unpredictable, right? Yeah, unpredictable, and at best, controlled chaos. It he, looks like he always looks like he's about to explode. Totally. Yeah, he. You don't know when, and if he has a goal in mind, he's not going to take it out on you. Waste his energy. He's going to really wait. He's going to bide his time, and then just unleash the full wrath. He he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I loved Ian McShane also in this movie. The two of them together have a fantastic chemistry with each other. Dude, the whole prison escape uh, section was freaking... It was oh, so good. Gnarly. Yeah. This, dude, the set pieces in general. Yeah. Oh, totally, yeah. This movie yeah. has great action in it. In, in a time when action movies weren't, like, straight action movies, mm-hmm. like, the action in this movie is so cool. Like, every set piece had something noteworthy... To it, or something to, memorable about it. Yeah, there's the uh, there's the balcony scuffle where that is probably my favorite. I love yeah. the the lens they used on that that wide angle, yep. and oh, you can just man. see the street I below. That's why my that's so my scary. Oh, I, I love it. That, I'm, a, dude. I'm a height fearing man. They and capture that so well. It really was. I, I was afraid Oliver was actually going to kill someone. I can't imagine <laughs> that just being an act, being the actor on the other side of his hands uh, on the ledge of that balcony. <laughs> yeah. I would have, especially one is. Especially one as notorious as Oliver Reed. Cause, yeah. Oh, man. When it went to Would the it... Dutch from that, I was yeah. like, my stomach dropped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then there's no, and then there's the motorcycle chase through the lot, through the blankets. Dude. Yes. It was wicked. It got a little goofy because it went on for so long, but I, was, I really I did, I enjoyed it. So. Just because it, um, it was good. It was I just, yeah. I, no, I thought it was a good scene. Yeah. I, yeah. And the prison escape, of course. Uh, really tense, really nail-biting. Uh, the lack of music... Uh, how quiet, how fast and quiet they move. Yeah, I, 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 I love that. I really loved, especially uh, as, in terms of the action, I love McShane and Reed, particularly in the scene, because that's the right kind of buddy chemistry I want in a movie, where they can just do something, and they're all, they're like, they can move at Mach 5 and match each other's pace exactly. Like, 
McShane will throw coats over the barbed wire. Rhea will get his back against the wall and heave him overwards. Overwards? Over the wall and whatnot. Point is, like, they were fast and they were able to keep up with each other. That, that kind of teamwork I love in movies a lot. It really draws you in and makes for more compelling viewing. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to kiss at one point. <laughs> no, not really, but no, 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 there no. was that, like, well, it was just, they're bros, they're friends. It was good. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> it was, no, I, homophobe? It, it was good chemistry. I, I really, I really bought their friendship. Yeah. yeah. They worked well. They're, you, of course, you had you had the the brawl brawler. Then you had more of the the brains on the other. Guy. Yeah, they re- they benefited each other really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the classic combo. Yeah, like yeah. when they go to that one uh, to go collect that money from that dude, uh-huh. and he just wipes a few people out with his hands, and then the guy is just his friend just comes from behind. You're like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. Hello, I'm <laughs> helping you out. It's just so quick. Oh yeah, so I, good. I especially love when they corner the guy at one point. Uh, so uh, it's it's very very simple, very simple to read. Like for, another thing that makes them great is they're very simple to read. So like when they corner that guy in the bathroom, uh, all of, yeah. Reed just points his pistol at him, and then Birdie very easily calms him. I'm like, hey, hey now, Harry, right. let's, let's be let's be reasonable here, kind of thing. Yeah, like just just right there, you you get them. I mean, that's later in the movie, but still, if you were to like either flick on a channel if you're still into that kind of thing or if you just popped it on out of the blue or just walked in the room if you saw that scene you could just get them right away exactly yeah it kind of sells their 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 uh their relationship essentially yeah uh the editing is good the editing is great it's creative too like it's not just straightforward editing there's match cuts there's great transitions there's really creative crossfades. Oh, there are. I, I knew yeah, I was, gonna, really I was are, supposed man. to note some down, and I didn't. There's tons of it. And but I, I like, remember there were a few that I liked. Holy shit. I can't remember any, though. There are so Damn. many. It's, yeah. I was like, they just kept happening, too. Like It's not like, <laughs> all right, we're going to have that one really cool match cut, because every now and then a great movie will have one good match cut. There's like, let's do like three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. You have wow. all these transitions that are like, ugh. Editing was really cool. It was great. Uh, what what can we point out wrong with this movie? Honestly, well, I, well, I have a couple nitpicks. It's seventies paced. Well, that I don't. That's not actually one of my. That's not actually one of my. It's one of mine though. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's like it's definitely from another era. Sure, but yeah. because but for me personally, because I was so invested in the story and the characters, I didn't mind the relaxed pace a little bit. Maybe it does slog a little in the second. Just act. in some, yeah, just in some bits. It's just slightly. It's only certain scenes, but there's yeah. just some bits where I'm like, all right, next. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for me, it was totally fine. Mine, I think the weakest actor was Jill St. John as the wife. Yeah, an American actor trying to put on a British accent. They're not. Not not the best Com- coming out of that era. Not really. Actually, I actually heard uh, a lot of her lines were dubbed over because American actress, 70s movie. You're not going to get Florence Pugh out of this mm. lady. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some She wasn't the worst. Okay. Yeah, no. She wasn't the worst, but she was definitely the weakest character, at least in per- terms of performance. I'm not even sure if she was greatly developed on writing side, though. Perhaps, yeah. It no. was like it was there, but it, I kind of feel like that was all it did was it was there, right? Mm-hmm. And in the words of Chris Brown, "These hoes ain't loyal." <laughs> oh my god, she was not. 
I, I, the, in the twist. hands of Chris Brown. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow. Not, not, not a good. Went there, huh? <laughs> uh, and also, uh, there's some uh, there's some shoddy rear projection work in like a lot of the driving scenes. Yes. Uh, like, but but what, can, what can you do? What can, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I was just like, that's '70s movies. Well, there's a lot of '70s movies with. Good effects work or like good post. But see, I've seen that one movie where the where the the thing loops. So I'm like, uh, I my bar is much lower. Okay, uh, yeah. much lower. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like like it's it just looks choppy now. Uh, not not the smoothest looking, not I the crispest looking out of it. Car scenes, but it's 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 nothing. It's nothing like. It's not like you're gonna hate the movie for never watching. Like, no, oh, bro, this movie, I did. This movie had bad projection. We can watch again. No, no, it's nothing like that. College no. film, college students would be like, that's uh, all I hear. My yeah. biggest complaint was, yes, it was a little slow once it got to that that uh, that pad during the second act. Oh, the oh, when they're getting the money. Um, yeah. I think what didn't help was the lack of subtitles. You could not even turn on subtitles. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, and you know, uh, sometimes uh, I didn't have a too much of a problem. British with the dialogue is just a little hard for me to understand sometimes. Okay, yeah. I would like dialogue, or sorry, subtitles. Yeah, so I would it, like dialogue. I would like dialogue. Please. I want them to talk normal, so like Americans. It was a little bit hard for me to understand like certain moments, mm-hmm. which that didn't help. Clearly, obviously. Yeah, I, I didn't have too much of a problem with it myself, but I, I, I respect your viewpoint. Thank you for I, I respect that. understanding. Right. Ryan, did you have a problem with the accents? I mean, it's 70s movie accents. I've seen a lot of 70s. Well, all well like no, just British, British accents. British accents. That's the only thing that got me. Maybe I'm just a, just No, there's people are just racist. I might could, be racist. Be. That's another I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to sit back and think about this. Okay, okay, great, cool. While while you're doing that, how about the music, Ryan? I love I was, the music. That was one of the things I was going to talk about. Like when the when we were, like usually when we're done talking about this, we talk about like a few more things. Oh, yeah. okay. The music in this was good, really. Especially good. the opening montage yeah. as well. It was quite good, quite atmospheric. And yeah. mm-hmm. remind me of tone. Uh, remind me of bullets. Like it's that same kind of jazzy atmosphere to it's it. It's just seventies, like. Not action movie. It's like seventies thriller, Gener- revenge thriller. Yeah, like Death Wish. Yeah, but even okay. No, actually, Death Wish is the more hard edged. Yeah. But yeah, it's yet yeah, the seventies has has such a unique flavor. No matter what movie you watch from that period, Absolutely. and they're all like similar somehow too. Yes, they it, uh, I, they a lot of risks. Risks are taken. Yeah, a lot of risks. Some breakthroughs, yeah. and it was just a very adult time. Oh yeah. yeah, it was all gritty and like not experimental, but more boundary pushing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I would say, especially the early seventies. You get movies like uh, get movies like The Andromeda Strain, Westworld, All the President's Men. These Ooh. are very, very adult seeming, very adult movies for adult viewers. Fifties was Atomic Monsters. What was like? What was bigger in the sixties? The sixties was what it was. The sixties was that more like sci-fi? I think it was experimental stuff, maybe because. Oh, I can't think of like what the big craze was in the sixties. Because all I know is whatever it was caused people to be like, "All right, we need to go like criminal style gritty now." Okay, no, you know what? It was the, the late. It was the late sixties. Movies like Bonnie and Clyde and Night of the Living Dead. Uh, these movies 
like on the tail on the cusp of uh, the the rating system coming in uh they were these movies had content that was still being shown to all like minors and all types of viewers didn't matter and then that rating system came in kind of changed and it changed everything it's like certain mm-hmm. movies restricted to certain audiences and then the ones that are too taboo they get thrown into a grindhouse theater or something yeah for sure hmm. so yeah the 70s was was kind of like ju- the jumping off point from that sort of thing at least i feel and then the late 70s came yeah movies like jaws star wars close encounters they well, see that's again the bounce back like the contrast because like the 70s early to mid was like really gritty hard edge like criminal stuff i'm looking at the 70s that i've watched and i'm like these are all really good yeah <laughs> the 70s, 70s were freaking yeah. amazing but it's yeah. like Taxi it's driver. seven it's early to mid 70s is like criminal gritty thriller stuff and then like you're saying with jaws and star wars and everything it jumped to like then they're like all right let's be more cinematic and like grand and a little more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. there's always the bounce around yeah that's why i wanted to know it was in the 60s because there was atomic monsters something criminal grit i think i don't remember what it was i think 60s was like the the start of the new wave of uh filmmakers uh like i said bonnie and clyde john uh, night of the living dead uh, the graduate uh these new filmmakers are coming along doing new ideas and the hollywood system was starting to break down at this point because all this young blood was coming in trying something different offset off script off structure and yeah, new wave, French the, new wave, the too. New, and the oh. French and the French new wave too. That, that's yes. another side of the world. Or bro. excuse me, C in French. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know what was going down. C. You know what was going down. Yeah, but anyway, back to Sitting Target. What? <laughs> yeah, it had good music, and I really like the editing. I think my favorite part of the movie is the camera work. It yeah. had a lot of life, and it was really inspired. It and was, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. also this, really dug the last scene too yeah after the he, after the car chase yeah where he gets in the car oh and dies with the explosion spoiler alert oh yeah spoilers um the last shot was cool it was, it was. good and i like how it just sits on that while the credit the credits go over yeah Very I, good. i like the setting of this whole movie mm-hmm. this is one of those films where it's cool just to watch people walk a sidewalk agreed yeah hard because they got good camera work they got yeah. good camera work yeah, one long zoom from a high-rise balcony God, down zooms, to the ground level. Bro. I love the zooms. I still can't get over the close-ups and the split diopters. Split diopters. Yeah. Split diapers and everything. Split it was diapers. so good. Yeah, split so split that diaper all over my face. That I sound- split my favorite split diopters in Ma. <laughs> There's a split diopter in Ma? There is. I yeah. was shocked to see Dude. it. I was like, what is this doing in this movie? It oh, was shit. insane. There's a split diopter in Us. You have to watch it. Maybe we'll watch that. Just kidding. No. You have Maybe a, later. You have a pick coming up. Maybe later, son. Oh, and I'm changing one of my movies for the next one, by the way. I'll let you guys know tonight. But oh, okay. great, great. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, Mine's si- going to be a good episode, everybody. I hope. Sitting Target was a... F- I was so glad to find this. This is such a great discovery. I this was quite the gem, Nick. Yes, it was. I'm very happy with it. I would buy this. Honestly. I would buy this, too. I would this buy needs this to be one. in my collection. Yeah. I was compelled the whole way. Me too. This is a movie you can just plop in if you're if you got like an hour and a half to kill, or if you just want some basic entertainment but still feel rich in substance. What would you guys rate it? Uh, this would be a solid four. 
Sulfur, I'm hitting it with a four sulfur, and I lo- and I loved it. I was God. I don't know. I I am. I'm thinking four, but it's more like three and a half, just because it kind of lose me at some points. I was leaning on that, but I'm just since I can just like I'm chalking it up to seventies pacing. I'm kind of like being a little more forgiving, but I could totally do a three point five. I'm going, but then I look back. See, and then I also want to change my rating on black. See, I think that's more of a three now. What did you give it? Three and a half. That's what I figured. That's what yeah. I. That's what I was talking about. Like in the moment, and when right, you, and certain certain elements stand right, right. Others. See, I think not for me. This is why I don't like. This is why I don't like uh, live recordings. At least when reviewing, it's like, I know it's, it's I set in stone. You can't change it. Yeah. But hey, I don't know. I'm thinking yeah, I know Black Sea, Nick's all-time favorite movie. Nick, what yeah. were you saying about what was that? Killing spree. Target? I, th- I think, oh, gosh, <laughs> it is like really close to a four. Let's just say that. No, I, 3.75. I, fuck you, 3.75. I would, All right, IGN. I would buy this. <laughs> I would buy this in Living Oblivion. I would buy both I, of these okay, films. Okay, yeah, I would yeah. buy both of these films. I guess yeah. you owning both. This was, this was, a, this was, these were a couple good picks. This was a great double feature. I finally, was so happy. Finally, a movie that Ryan likes. <laughs> a couple movies that Ryan likes. Finally, it movie, took a minute. Finally, movies we all like. 20 episodes in, and finally, Ryan finally, finally liked At one of the movies. last. I'm an art, uh, an auteur. I have a, I'm an auteur. I, um, I have a, a palette. A palette? Oh, a palette of what? I have a palette of great cinema. Me. Hamburger foot lettuce. That's actually a great movie. It's, it's a it's a movie. Bam bubber be Bam bubber be bubbit. So Rocky um, another Bo-Wicker. good actor. Bam bubber be bubbit. Oh, he's phenomenal. He was great in the forties. He <laughs> underrated because he got he, blacklisted. But, but whatever. Was he better than Victor McLaughlin? Come on, guy. I can't I remember know. how to pronounce the name I've just been saying. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it like a snuff film or something? That was what ended his career right before his blacklist. It's always the snuff films. But then director George C. Hall resurrected his career with the smash hit Garg. I didn't see Garg. I didn't see Garg. Garg. Oh, you guys are missing out. You haven't seen Garg? No. Me neither. Oof. Wow. Maybe that's the next episode. Maybe we got Garg. Garg. Um, Isn't that a band? Garg. I, Guar is a band. Guar. I hope Guar, Garg a band? is one. I'm sure Fucking Garg Guar? is one. Because it's, it's pretty close to Gargle. Gargoyles? Gargoyles. Gargoyles are dope. See that that's TV a, show from the a, 90s? I never Gargoyles? watched it. Dude, that's so I know you were into sick. it. Yeah, I never... Yeah. I, last I heard, it. Jordan Peele was trying to make a movie out of that. Or a reboot no series. No way. Yeah. I'm about oh, it. What, okay, okay, we can dive in a little bit of movie news, but... That one, uh, the, the thing. The thing! Yeah. That is uh, getting rebooted by Universal and Blumhouse. Yeah. Is it based off that film or is it based off the no. novel? No, 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 one of the novel. Yeah. The entire universe. So, Everything. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, the thing, John Carpenter movie, it was based off the original story, which was a short story. Okay. This new one's going to be based on the full novelized story. The thing from another world thing. or whatever it's called? Uh, who goes there? Oh. But they also are taking hints from the the first movie. Yeah, uh, this full novelized version is called Frozen Hell. Right. Yeah. Have you read it? No. That's right. You Dude, I'm read. barely just reading Tarzan right now. <laughs> <laughs> Should yeah. I'm actually I'm slightly hopeful because Bloomhouse and Universal they're gonna get some stupid TV director for it. I'm gonna want to. I hope. Kill Dude, I want I just they better take the critiques they got for the last thing reboot. Was it a reboot or a sequel? It was a prequel. 
God. Oh, that's right. But it felt well, like a. Not, didn't wasn't it essentially a reboot? It was a cool movie, but it's just they shot it with practicals and then pulled practicals because studio heads did not want practicals. They thought the practicals oh. were less scary than CGI. This so is they actually I, removed. They also them. changed the ending as a result because the yeah. original ending had a really scary looking practical alien and like it was dope. It was dope. Chalk it up to changed. old people not understanding. Okay, boomer. Yeah. Shit. Go do what old people do and I die. Want, I want this new thing to get the treatment Halloween twenty eighteen got. That would be great. Ew. What? <laughs> That was a top tier re- reboot sequel. Okay, it was good, but let's I mean, chill that out with the top tier. Real bad. No, it could. Yeah, no, far, it was good. It as was far good. as horror sequels late in their cycle, this, this was, was a standout. It was it good. Was, it was great. I mean, look, I'm comparing this to like what The Conjuring Three is going to be. So I'm like, yeah, 2018 Halloween was real good. Oh, didn't Conjuring con- Three already come out? No, no. And it's going to be dreadful. It didn't. The I whole universe gonna, oh, just needs oh, to Oh, I'm thinking of Annabelle drown. 3. It needs to die. It need, I will so drown sad, it with dude. my own hands. It's so sad. Everyone's like, oh, get, I want to get your hands James on the real. One. Cool. Let's just replicate him, kind of. Here's an idea. And not even do it well. well. Here's an idea. Exactly. Get James Wan back for James Wan's sequels. Or Here's just the have thing. It. He stepped down from the third one is the problem. Because he did the first, the second... Did he do the second one? He did the second yeah. one. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm thinking of Insidious. He stepped down from that and Insidious. Lee Winnell picked up Insidious. Yeah. But yes. And even then, he was going to do The Conjuring 3 and then step down because now he's a Marvel baby. And now DC, he make, technically DC. Now he, technically, what does he do? Well, I don't he's, know the difference. Well, Aquaman was now, fun. Aquaman was fun. It was. Aquaman's fun. Yeah. I almost gave it a four. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> dude, I almost gave it a, like a two and a half or a three. Like It was just so... Good movie? N- I didn't, I didn't, no, dude, it was dumb, <laughs> yeah. but like, Thank you. I love how it committed to its insane Juan went with it. I was like, dude, it, like this is insane. Like it It's so com- extravagant and balls to the wall. It committed to the dumbness. That's what I liked about it. Those for are, some reason, I wanted to give it a four, but... I digress. No, it's still worthy of like a three and a half or a four in terms of... Because but, it commits so hard. And it's one thing when you have an insane movie. It's another when you have an insane movie that doesn't follow through. Yes. It's like it's like Killing Spree. If it only went half of what it did, and maybe J- a quarter of what it did. And James it wouldn't Wan, have worked. Yeah, he's have. doing an original horror film this year. Good. Malignant. Good. And he's producing the Mortal Kombat reboot. Yes. Dude, Mortal Kombat, Univer- uh, not Universal, Warner Brothers just gave it an animation. Wait. Animated wh- movie, uh, wh- Scorpion's Revenge. What? And that is supposedly, like, they're like, it's supposedly out really soon, like on Blu-ray. What is it? Mortal Kombat, Scorpion's Revenge. Oh, it's animated Animated film? movie. What? Where's it going? Where's it? Straight to Blu-ray. It's going to be like one of those, like... Superhero animated movies that you just like. Oh, there's a new one at Target now. Oh, like Under uh, the Red Hood I, or some shit. Yeah, but it looks good, dude. Like it looks like the artist or the whoever designs a lot of their like DC movies, the animated ones. Okay, and I'm right. really excited because nice. they got like the original voice actors for like Goro and Scorpion slash Sub Zero and all those guys, nice. Luke Kang and stuff. So I'm like, <gasps> oh. nice. Finish him. Yeah. So, a little extra on this salad. Hope you guys enjoyed. But, yeah, Sitting Target and Living in Oblivion. Both great. Both solid. Yeah. Oh, also Irishman on Criterion. And is it <laughs> the, the Orson Welles one? Yes. Mank. Well? Yeah. No. No. Uh, Other Side of the Wind is supposed to get a Criterion release. Pardon me. My which... brain is elsewhere. 
Yo, I'm gonna have to buy both. Oh, oh, there's like oh, eighty eight dollars. Yeah. Well, yeah, ninety two. And and Marriage Story, which I don't think I'm gonna buy, but still, I, I'm, I'm. It's really cool that yeah. They're allowing Netflix films to get physical releases. Thank yeah. God. Because Thank God, man. I, well, you can't keep Netflix that from have been doing else. that. Uh, like Sparsely. not with their originals, not and not their movies. I think the only oh, one okay, they've done. Because I've seen like oh. all their original like series. Yeah, and like, like the Godzilla animated. It's like I've seen all of those right. on Blu-ray. I think the really? only original Netflix film that's come out is the Cloverfield Paradox. Ugh. Ew! Wasn't that bad? I'm Come gonna on. flush it in a toilet. If I, I would. Buy that. I would buy it just to flush it down the toilet. It that would be satisfying. Just to know bad. someone can't have that coffee. It's it's not as bad as the open house. That's like, I haven't what? seen that, but I've heard that's fucking shite. garbage. I would like to don't watch, watch it. it. Ooh, no! It, th- he's like, he's, I've got my movie for the. <laughs> no, session. don't put me through that again. Love on the leash, open house. No, Dude. that's not confirmed. Oh, love on the leash. That's one of your picks. No, I I said that's not confirmed. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to hold you so, there. We're going to have to wrap this up so I can tell you guys my two picks. One of them's the same, but the other one's the uh, one I'm... I don't remember. Okay. If, I know you've seen it, but I don't know if you've seen it. And I haven't seen it in, like, years, so I'm very excited okay. to watch it. Okie dokie. So, well, Living Oblivion, Sitting Target, go watch them. We you definitely go, recommend them. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll Bye-bye. We'll see you next time.